Hi, my loves, icebreaker time. Would you rather work a nine to five job that pays well, but you absolutely hate knowing you could never pursue your passions? Or quit your job to pursue what you're truly passionate about, not knowing if you'll succeed or not? On the show, Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host, M. These are just the tip of the iceberg questions that help us get to know the co-host for that episode, while allowing a safe environment for them to talk about things that don't always make us live, laugh, love. Along the way, we'll break out the liquid courage and get deep while having our fair share of laughs throughout the process. Now sit back and enjoy the segment, and don't be surprised by who or what kind of advice you'll take from today. Welcome or welcome back to Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host, M. You guys, welcome, welcome, welcome back. And unfortunately, this is going to be the season finale episode of season two. But I am so, so happy that you guys are here. Um, and don't forget, while you are here, to like, follow, subscribe, um, do all the good things, share so that your girl can quit her nine to five. Because we are not trying to work for the man. We are trying to work for ourselves. All right. So now that we've gotten that over with, um, yes, welcome to the season finale episode. I wanted to, of course, make this a solo dolo episode only because I think it's so important to end on, I guess, personal note. Not like the rest of this goddamn episode or season or fucking podcast isn't personal enough, but I always get into the nitty-gritty with co-host and I think it's only fair that you guys get a little bit of a taste uh, or I get a little bit of a taste of my own medicine in this situation so this is gonna be fucking terrifying as I open up to you guys because I just I'm an open book when it comes to certain things and there are certain things that I just will keep to myself so I am peeling a layer off of my little onion of a self and sharing a part of me that I think is going to be super important for this episode. So sit back, pour that glass of wine or whatever the fuck you're drinking, and let's get into the episode. All right, my love. So this episode is going to be about sex. How I got into sex, my idea around sex, and how it's played such an important role in my current life now in my mid 20s um almost late 20s y'all i'm 26 jesus um so (laughs) this is gonna be an interesting episode and hopefully not too traumatic as um you know there have been things in my life that has kind of um morphed me into the person that i am that i don't necessarily wish uh would have happened but you know you can't change the life that you live you can only help yourself get better from the trauma that it caused and see what you can do to help others out there Ooh, okay okay um. <laughs> all right so let's get into the embarrassing stuff first y'all i started watching porn at a very 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 young age um i don't remember what age it was but it was i was very very young and i think what that did to my little brain that was still developing was caused me to think that everything that was in there was actually how it was supposed to be done 
the screaming, the like fisting, the ever like the, the, the all the 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 wetness. It was just it was a lot. Um, <laughs> I can't even say it all because I'm like clutching my pearls over here. Um, but that's what my idea of sex was. And so when I finally lost my virginity at the very, I would say old age, because people my age group were having sex middle school and high school. I didn't have sex until I got out of high school. So like fresh out 18, 19. And when it happened, you guys, oh my God, was it awkward? It was awkward. It didn't last very long. And the saddest thing about it is I ran into the restroom and I like wiped myself and I was was like trying to see if there was blood because I was like okay if there's blood that means I definitely lost my virginity like I popped my cherry some bullshit and there was and I was like wow this is it this is the feeling and I felt so much pride which was so stupid I think I was more into the idea of sex versus actually who it was with and that played a huge part in how I kind of worked my way into my other relationships um, going forward sex was kind of the first indication of hey like I like you like I let's go ahead and see how this works out and you know we would make out we would you know do things like under the bell and um you know we'd have sex and not a, a lot of the times like we weren't in a relationship when this was happening and then I'm like well we're doing these things like this essentially means that we should be in a relationship and that just wasn't the case especially with this day and age and dating apps and it was just it was shit you guys it was just so bad so my idea of sex was just Sex doesn't always mean love, but it can mean pleasure for yourself as long as there's two consenting adults in the situation. And I think experimenting as well is such an important part of sex and, you know, your sexuality and, you know, embracing yourself um, as you grow up. And I, I believe when I first had sex with the, you know, the guy that I had lost my virginity to before that we were friends with benefits we were just fooling around so it wasn't supposed to be anything serious and then i was like ew what the hell like are you doing this with anybody else why aren't you texting me back why don't you want to do this with me and it kind of made me feel like if they're able to do this with me then they should be with me all the time like they should i should have their attention 24 7. that's how i get their attention is by wanting to do sexual acts and, and whatnot and i think from what that stemmed from um growing up was when and this is <clears throat> trigger warning gonna mention some um, sexual abuse here but this stems from being very young going over to an aunt's house and she being very inappropriate very touchy very hands-on touching my boobs oh you're you're growing like that's so exciting and you know going into my underwear and saying oh wow like you know there's there's stuff down there like you're you're really becoming a, a little adult and I didn't process that as a kid but once I got into I want to say maybe my teens my late teens I was like yo that was kind of fucked up like that was that was some shit like she shouldn't have been doing that and I've never talked to my parents about this but I know conversation was had and the situation was dealt with after the fact but a child should never have to go through that as a parent you should always protect your children you know where they go essentially making sure that people that are around you that you trust and unfortunately sometimes 
that is family to where they take advantage of that trust. So I've been, as an adult, trying to make sure that those traumas don't start to creep back in um, and take over my life as I've really, my main focus when I get into relationships is, well, let's go ahead and give them the attention and, you know, either sleep with them or do something sexual with them. So yeah, um, that happened. And I want to say, you guys, I've definitely grown from it. It was a fucked up situation and she should have never done that. And I hope she rots in hell um, for that. But I'm no longer harboring that trauma like I used to. And I have my family to thank for that. I have my friends to thank for that. And I have... I don't want to say my therapist because I don't even think we touched that topic with my therapist. So she's going to be very pissed off if she ever found out that I just never talked about this huge fucking bomb of a trauma and why it plays such a huge part in how I self-soothe in certain situations with my um, partners. Yes, we are good. We're fine. And... We're going to go on a little bit of a break. So while that's happening, don't forget to, again, subscribe, like, share, do all the good things so that your girl over here does not have to work her nine to five and she can quit that shit. Make this her full time gig. All right, my loves, we'll be back. All right, my loves, now is the perfect time to refill your wine glasses, restock that shikuchi board, or finally take that load of laundry out the dryer during this break. While you're doing that, we would like to take the time to show appreciation to the app Anchor for making it so easy to upload each episode to Apple and Spotify with just a couple of clicks for free. As a new podcast, it has taken immense stress off our shoulders, which allows us to do what we love most, consistently show up for you guys. Now, with that being said, Let's get back to the episode. All right, my loves, welcome back from the break. And I hope during that time, you've done the liking, the subscribing, and the sharing to this goddamn podcast, or so help me God. Just kidding. Um, But honestly, do me a solid. Um, Go ahead and do that shit so that your girl can put her 9 to 5. Like I keep saying, let's make this podcast a fucking bop and let's make this my one-time gig or like my gig going forward because this nine to five ain't cutting it anyways so now that we've talked about some serious shit in the first half of this episode let's go ahead and talk about some fun stuff um because sex should be fun and it shouldn't always be traumatizing and it shouldn't be traumatizing at all and um it should be something that with you know two consenting adults is a great fucking time so i'm gonna let you guys know about my sexual exploits oh god let me just uh cross my legs here and sit back a little bit because you guys are in for a fucking treat so i gotta i i gotta tell you guys i had a hoe phase um quote-unquote hoe phase i had just gotten out of a relationship Um, and the relationship itself kind of rocked me a little bit. Um, I was dealing with not only the relationship that I just got out of, but since I had moved on so quickly from the one previously, I was mourning two relationships at the same time. That itself kind of made me realize that I had some internalizing to do. I went to therapy. I did all the good stuff, healing, um, 
meditating, you know, mantras, all that great stuff. And I was like, I think it's time for me to have a fucking hoe phase. I just moved into my apartment for the first time on my own. And I was like, this is the perfect time to do this. No one can tell me what the fuck to do. No one can shame me for it. No one can judge me for um, what I was going to be getting into. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I got into it. So, of course, dating apps is a beautiful thing when it comes to um, being in a hoe phase because it's the easiest way to essentially get what you want and have them go about their day. So I was on um, a couple dating apps and I would just have guys come over and specifically it would just be for sex. And I feel like in that moment I did need this because I put so much pressure on sex in the form of having it mean you have to be in a relationship with someone after the fact that I didn't I don't think I really enjoyed sex very much when I was in my relationships. I just felt like it was something that needed to be done or that we are in a relationship. Let's have sex to show our love for each other. And I don't think I really explored much of what I liked as a woman. And I was more so catering to my exes at the time, what they liked, what they wanted to do. Hell, there was a time when I forced myself into doing anal Like, they didn't force me whatsoever. It was me, like, okay, let's do it. And then throughout the whole process of me doing it, I was like, just get through it. Just get through it. I'm like, girl, relax. What's going on? It never has to be that deep. So during my hoe phase, I had to switch that um, side of myself that thought that, you know, sex meant relationship. So I just had sex just to have fun, just to see what I liked. And honestly, it was extremely, extremely empowering for me. I was able to have these guys come over. Now, I was hella safe. I always walked down with my homegirl, Roxy, my dog, and they had to pass the vibe check. If they didn't pass the vibe check, then it was a no-go. So if they passed the vibe check, I would go ahead and have them come over. We would, of course, um, drink a little bit of wine, a beer, or whatnot, talk, because I I can't just start having sex with someone if I don't even know, um, hell, fucking where you work or um, what you like to do. And that's the Pisces in me, the Pisces and Cancer rising in me. Like, it's insane. But (laughs) I'd be like, okay, so you want to get down now? Like, you want to get down to it? And it was just a lot of fun. It was like, no one can ever tell me that I was like doing something wrong in that situation because I was doing something for me. And you definitely need that. Like you definitely need to explore um, that side of yourself and that form of empowerment. Now, of course, be safe. Like my ass definitely had a knife underneath my pillow anytime I had a guy over. And anytime I'd go outside to meet them with my homegirl, Roxy, I would have my taser in my hand or my pepper spray. So I was not going in there blind. <laughs> they're over here thinking that they're about to, you know, get down and dirty and like one bad move and they will be shanked um, <laughs> as they should. But yes, 
during that time, I did, did learn so much about myself. What I liked, did not like anal. That was a hard no for me. Um, I learned that I liked um, like the outer action versus the inner action, if you guys know what I mean. Um, I also learned that I am an electric girl, electric guitar player versus an acoustic, if y'all know what I mean there. I just learned that phrase and I'm like gonna be fucking using it till I die. Um, like eventually I started to kind of like play out, um, these little fantasies of like, this is a version of me. This is just a version of me. This isn't necessarily who I am as a person. Cause at the end of the day, I think I did miss the idea of being in a relationship and being intimate with someone. And I, of course I decided to stop because I've, it started to become something that I craved intimacy versus just sexual exploits. And I don't regret it whatsoever. Now, yes, did I go to the gynecologist every month or two months or every with after every exploit to get tested? A thousand percent. That was the most expensive year of my life when it came to having to go visit the doctor just because I wanted to make sure that I was always being safe and always using protection and that nothing fucking slipped and it never did so thank god i didn't get pregnant either Oof! could you imagine y'all could you imagine if i had gotten knocked up from these randos that would just been fucking awful now a little disclaimer if you are listening to this and you did get pregnant from a rando nothing against you i would just hate myself for the rest of my life and actually there was a moment when roe v way got overturned literally that day i had someone come over and this motherfucker was like oh let's just have sex without a condom i go are you bro are you serious like in this climate right now you want to say that I think it's so stupid because the amount of pressure that men put on women um, when it comes to sex, like, well, you're on you're on birth control, right? I'm like, that doesn't doesn't mean any fucking thing. Like my like us getting pregnant should not be on me being on birth control. Wrap that shit up, bro. We're, we're, that's not what's going to happen, especially with you. I don't even know your last name. Um, I'm not about to just have raw sex with you just for the nilly willy of it. And. That's kind of like how everything played out. I ended up having to tell this man that you had to go because he was just being, he wasn't aggressive about it, but he was just being annoying about it. And I was like, no, you're eat shit and die. Um, like I'd never want to see you again. Um, <laughs> and I think um, that's kind of when I started exploring, exploring sex just a little bit less, a little bit. I started exploring it a little bit less than what I used to in the past, especially with Roe v. Wade getting overturned. The idea that I could get pregnant and essentially have to be stuck with having a kid for with this person that I barely knew really, really scared me. And that shouldn't ever be something that we would have to face. Like, this is my body. This is my choice. I could never see myself having an abortion, but have I ever had... Um, have I ever had dreams that I got knocked up and abortion was the first thing I thought about? Absolutely. I think as women, we always like that always happens. Like 
if you haven't had one dream about getting pregnant and abortion is the first thing you think about, you like I, I don't you're either part of the Amish community and don't know what abortion is um, or you are just um, wanting to be a mother because I, I don't see another way around that. <laughs> um, but don't knock anyone that is trying to have kids. Love that for you. I would hate that for myself, um, especially with the random. Now, as of currently, I am not having sex only because I've grown out of this phase of wanting to feed that that instant gratification. I wasn't getting enough from me emotionally, from myself emotionally. So that's essentially what I was able to get from these um, one night stands. And these days I've been in such, like, I've just been in my own shell. I've been watching movies and TV shows and just allowing myself to cry the most heartwarming cries, like the just like ugly crying, like snot nose, ugly face. Don't ever, you have, don't ever want to see me cry this way, cry. And it's been so fulfilling. Like it's been, it's, it's just has filled my heart being so emotionally available for myself. And I think that's what I was missing. So now I don't necessarily have the need. I mean, granted a couple of months ago, I was definitely hurting for certain. Like I was like, I need this agora now. And now I'm like, okay, well, when I go out, I'm not trying to go out to meet someone to have sex with or for a connection. It's just to have fun, to dance around, and to have a good time. So I'm just really proud of myself, and I think anyone that's going through this as well should also be proud of themselves no matter which stage you're in. Um, first, if you're wanting to get into your whole phase, the stage of just making that decision because it is something that a lot of people will try to judge you for, and they shouldn't because you are a human being and you have needs, and sometimes you just need to fucking satisfy them. And for someone that is getting out of it, congratulations as well. You got your rocks hard and now you're in your um soft girl era phase (laughs) like don't bother me i'm good unless you're trying to pay my rent buy me dinner and um hold me like i just i don't want to be bothered as of right now i mean it's so so much peace that i just i can't seem to think of an idea of a man trying to come into my life to piss me off like i want someone to come into my life to add to it like if you're taking away from it you're not for me and if it's not fun it's not for me at all either so now we get into the advice portion my loves don't let anyone ever fucking try to pressure you into sex ever whether you are male female you know non-gender binary any like don't let anyone fucking pressure you when it comes to sex sex is such a beautiful thing and if you don't even like sex as well please 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 babes voice that to your partners so that you guys can be on the same page at least they can understand you where you're coming from as to why you know you're not really necessarily wanting to have sex um because it's not mandatory in relationships it's just an act that people do just like holding hands just like kissing it's just a way to show your affection so never let anyone uh force you into having sex or doing any sexual things that you are not comfortable with and always be safe anytime i had someone over i always told um someone that was close to me whether it was my sister whether it was a friend that this person was coming over i always sent their 
profiles over so that they can see their faces. And I always said, if I don't call you, because they're going to be leaving, I would say, if I don't call you by this time, check up on me or do something because something went wrong. Like, y'all, I was on my shit. Like, I watched way too many SVU crime shows to let some, like, let, I would not get God. Like, I would never let anything happen to me. So please be safe and do that as well. Make sure someone is um, aware of what you're doing so that if anything were to happen to you, um, there is some someone that can take account for your whereabouts. Jesus, I sound like a detective. Um, and make sure that you're okay. And then I would say the last of it is when you're going through these things and you're just trying to figure out what you want out of everything um, when it comes to sex, I, I think it's best to maybe take a beat. Like I said, I went to therapy and I realized only after therapy that I think it was time for me to start exploring and going into my quote-unquote ho phase, my experimental phase. And I think if I would have done that without going into therapy I think the idea of that would be very skewed as to what I was looking for I don't want to say that it was a hundred percent all the time to where I felt confident and when I stopped feeling confident like when you stop feeling confident in it like I, I think it's a good point to maybe stop and do some inter uh, you know introspective work but it should always be fun sex should always be fun exciting spicy like hot it should always be something that you are exploring Exploring someone else's bodies their pleasures and they're exploring yours and what you like and so make sure that you know you have an idea of what that is or you have a partner that is willing to um, hear what that aspect of you is what you like to enjoy so that they can meet that need of yours but my loves this is the end of the episode season two thank you so so much for listening to this season I'm so very excited for what the rest of um, this, well, season three, I'm, I'm letting you know, guys, season three is going to be fucking wild and it's going to be the most busiest season. I'm super, super excited for what's to come. And so please pay attention. We are on Instagram, TikTok, and eventually we will be on YouTube. So watch out for that post on our Instagram. And my loves, thank you so, so much for listening. Take it from the podcast for you and me with your host, M, and I'll see you on season three my loves bye i'm gonna miss you i hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as we enjoyed making it and don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at take it from spelled f-r-u-m where you can leave reviews good or bad we want to hear from our loves lastly i'd like to thank the app anchor for allowing us to make this all happen the anchor app makes it so easy to upload each episode which is then shared to spotify and apple with just a couple of clicks for free. Thank you again for listening to Take It From, the podcast for you and me, with your host, M, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.